0: It was night in the jungle, and the full moon bathed the trees and bushes in a spectral glow. The young Japanese officer walked along the path confidently because he was far behind his lines and didn't think American soldiers were about. He carried his pack on his back and a Nambu pistol in its holster attached to his belt. His cap perched low over his eyes, his knee-high boots were highly polished. He was a staff officer, on his way to the headquarters of Colonel Yukio Katsumata, birds sang in the trees, and crickets chirped all around the young Japanese officer. He was tall and emaciated because rations weren't plentiful for Japanese soldiers on New Guinea. It was July 2nd, 1944, and they'd been taking a beating on the hot, steamy island since 1942, but still had plenty of fight left in them. A major offensive was being planned by General Adachi to retake the Taji airfields and expel the Americans from the territory around Aitape. The young officer was in a good mood. He wanted to whistle a tune, but that wasn't proper in a war zone, where so many Japanese soldiers were suffering from inadequate rations and medical supplies. The young officer felt excellent because he believed General Adachi's big offensive would succeed. He knew General Adachi had been working on it for weeks, and the general had a brilliant tactical mind. It would be wonderful if the offensive succeeded because the Imperial Japanese Eighteenth Army on New Guinea badly needed a victory to boost morale and improve its strategic situation in the Atape area. If a major victory was won, the young officer hoped he'd get a promotion and perhaps a furlough back to Japan. He was from Tokyo and wanted very much to see his family again, especially his younger sister whom he adored. He also wanted to go to the Ginza at night and spend time with geisha girls, drinking sake, smoking cigarettes, and getting laid. The young officer was only twenty-two years old and got awfully lonely sometimes. It'd be fabulous if he could hold a beautiful woman for a while, and have her hold him. He imagined himself rolling around on a tatami mat with a geisha girl whose face was painted white, her hair shining like a net full of diamonds. Slowly he'd take off her clothes and fondle her soft skin— an erection grew in his pants when he thought of the pleasures he'd enjoy if ever he returned to Tokyo again. He became so involved with his vision of glamorous geisha girls that he was barely aware of mosquitoes biting his neck and arms. A faint rustle in the bushes in front of him hardly registered in his turbulent mind. The narrow path wound through the jungle in front of him, and eerie shadows were cast by the pale moonlight. But the young lieutenant saw only a tiny room in a geisha house off the Ginza and he made wild, passionate love to the prettiest geisha he'd ever seen. Something metallic flashed for a split second in the moonlight, and then chung! An American Army-issue k-bar knife slammed blade-first into his chest. The young Japanese officer stopped dead in his tracks. He dropped to his knees, and two American soldiers burst out of the bushes beside him, one grabbing his arm, another grabbing a leg. They dragged him into the thick, tangled vegetation— The first American soldier returned to the path and messed up all traces of the dragging. Then he joined the other American soldier in the bushes. The first American soldier was P.F.C. Frankie LaBarbera from New York City. "'He got anything on him?' he asked. Lieutenant Dale Breckenridge from Richmond, Virginia, searched the young officer's pockets as blood oozed from the wound made by the knife. "'Nothing yet,' said Lieutenant Breckenridge, turning the Japanese officer onto his side. Lieutenant Breckenridge opened the pack on the back of the dead man and found a leather case inside. "'What's this?' he asked. He opened the flap of the leather case and saw a sheaf of papers. He thumbed through the pages and they were covered with typed Japanese characters. "'Looks like something important,' he said, answering his own question. He took off his pack and opened it, stuffing the Japanese leather case inside. The bushes swished behind them and Private Clement R. Bisbee appeared, a smile on his baby face. "'Give me my knife,' he said. "'Take it yourself,' replied Lieutenant Breckenridge.